welcome to another episode of Paranormal, The New Normal. I am your host as always, Jeremy, and I am here to try to make the world seem a little more normal in these horrible times. And tonight, my guest is going to help us figure out how to do that as, well, let's just start off with her name is Sarah Strong. And I connected with her on matchmaker.fm back in May or June, and I've been waiting for this episode for two or three months, so, or even longer than that, actually. So we have I've had plenty of time to think on this, and she is a many things, but a light worker to begin with, a star seed, which I've had I've had one of those in my show before, so I do know that ground a little bit. And she, she is so much more. I don't why don't I let her tell you what she does? Sarah, how are you doing tonight? I'm really well, Jeremy. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. So My title in general is Intuitive Life Coach, and I I add to that a Starseed Coach and Divine Feminine Activation Coach. So I channel spirit so that people can, I hold space so people can align spiritually and open their world up in ways that they haven't had access before because once they're in the co-creation of of what uh, we co-create together they're in touch with their guides all all the the spirit realm based in the light i am purely based in the light as you said i'm a light worker so we we base all of that energies in the light so once we open that channel their guides come through i work with dragon energy a lot of starseed energy, the divine feminine, Jesus, all the ascended masters. I have a huge contingent of my contingency of my guide team are the Native American people. I have a lot of them that also support the energy work that I do. Yeah, that's see that right there is so much to digest. Like people are just like, wow, where do you find time to breathe even? So <laughs> But the one thing that, okay, I'm going to start with the one thing in there that stuck out with me. And that was the word dragon. (laughs) Which I've yet to hear anyone use that term. It was dragon energy, I believe. Yeah, dragons. Yeah. What does that entail? Because I'm dying to know. (laughs) So recently I went on a... Most recently, anyway, I went on a retreat to Sedona and one of my, the the boyfriend of the lady who was running the retreat, he was there. It was a woman's retreat, but he was helping her and, you know, he was there to do like a sound workshop or sound healing with us. And I, I just started to, he was really connected to the dragons and the dragons have been talking to me for many years now and, but, not, but kind of sidelined because their energy field has never been as strong on earth as it is right now because they are guardians of other dimensions. They're actually guardians. They're the guardians of the gateways to each dimension. So there will be a dragon presence at each gateway to each dimension. And so what one day actually last year around this time, actually it was, it was the 23rd of September last year. I sent my life coach. I have somebody who holds space for me as well. I sent her a Labradorite stone. Now these Labradorite stones are actually known as the dragon stone. And she was, she's the one who brought it to my attention. I sent her this Labradorite necklace and then she started researching Labradorite connected to dragons. And then, so it really, that started to align me with dragon energy. And then in Sedona recently, I bought my first, I bought the Tarot of Dragons. And I, there's these really beautiful, I know you, listeners, you can't see this, but I'm showing Jeremy the my Tarot deck, the, um, the tarot, tarot of Dragons by Sean is it Sean McKenzie? And this the imagery is so brilliant and so um, otherworldly. And um, so I've been I've started to work with this deck, and 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 so more people have actually been drawn to me that are connected with the dragon realms of late because they've been um, more in alignment with my energy. So 
I um, do very magic, some magical events online for myself. And I got to dress up as the embodiment of this dragon energy that has is coming into my life. So I keep a lot of little dragons around, like little soft toy dragons. And I've got like a ceramic, um, what's it called? A little ornament dragon coming out of a coming out of a an egg, and so the, my encouragement actually to everyone is if you have a feeling, so maybe you've always felt like you could talk to fairies, or that the fairies were around you, or unicorns, or mermaids, or any other um, elemental being, be it dragons or gnomes, even like the little people. Um, any of those other worldly creatures or even connections to certain past lives. It's like it's so empowering when you when you connect to those past lives and you start to really embody that energy because they all have wisdom for you that you can embody in this lifetime. And as you draw from that wisdom, it can enhance your life in so many different ways. So um, actually on my social media, I did a live when I dressed up as my dragon. And I kind of talked a lot about that. I talked through like how to do the makeup, how to how to really start to embody and encourage that energy to flow into the third dimension because you can anchor that energy here by by doing like a number of very, very simple things. So, yeah, I, I, I talk a lot about that in, um, on my social media and stuff. So if you, I'm sure I'll, um, I'll tell you that at the end of the episode, but for now, um, how does that land with you, Jeremy? Well, my first question, first and foremost, because this is a paranormal show and I would probably get stoned out of podcasting. I didn't ask it. When you say dragons, do you mean, well, like, because I've actually talked to people on the show before who have, who are investigators who have dealt with actual sightings of dragons in Pennsylvania, nonetheless. But so do you believe that either A, dragons did exist at one point on Earth, or B, they still do exist on Earth that's somewhere that are just not commonly seen? Well, I've never heard of that, but I believe it. I believe that they could be here on Earth. See, what happens with like other dimensional and multidimensional beings is that they can they can cloak themselves. They could be here, and they just cloaked, and then they can uncloak themselves if they wanted to be seen. Maybe they want to be known to they wanted to be known to the people in Pennsylvania who saw them. They can just uncloak themselves. And then recloak themselves. They have that ability to do that. So I, I absolutely believe that they can have a presence on Earth. I have not seen them myself, but I can. Be, I be, absolutely believe that that's possible. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What, what you're referring to for my listeners who haven't heard me say it before are ultra-terrestrial beings, which are just interdimensional beings of a sort, and they can usually hide themselves from people. A lot of people believe that Bigfoots are are ultra ultra terrestrial dogmen and all these creatures that we love in the paranormal field a lot of people believe they're ultra terrestrial even yeah. aliens to some degree people believe are ultra terrestrial because that's how they travel they go through dimensions yeah. to get to earth faster but yeah so yeah i like that i like that logic i, I really do and so when you harness your dragon energy what does it give you like does it give you like Curiosity and power of a dragon, basically, or I mean, I don't want to simplify it to that if, that's, if it's a lot more, but what would you say it is? So, my energy, my dragon energy, energy specifically. So, my dog is connected to my, so I have two dragons that, that travel with me. One is his name is Pedro, obviously, he's a man, and then my other one is Esmeralda, and she is a, a female dragon. And so Pedro, I just had him channeled by some some other channelers that I that I I work with that are in my tribe, and so Pedro connects me to. I have a very ancient. They call me the ancient one, like my guides and different beings. Um, you know, the Council of Light and other other beings along those lines. They call me the ancient one. So I have a very, I have, I've been on earth a lot. I've traveled uh, multidimensionally like 
to multiple star systems, universes for millions of Earth years. In in there is no time structure in these other dimensions, so they don't call them years. I'll just call them Earth years, just for the sake of understanding. So Pedro actually connects me more deeply to my ancient past and all of those past lives. So they are, um, yeah, less for, I mean, yes, he has, he, he actually came through um, my session the other day and was telling me to remember like the, the power of fire and not just how we see it. That's not just a destroyer, but it's a creator as well. Well, on, on earth, we, you know, a lot of people would, would fear fire. Well, he was like kind of calling me to feel into the power and the beauty of fire. Um, it's very cleansing and things like that. So, but um, yeah, so that's specifically how he connects me in. So the thing is, is they, they really can serve you in whatever you need because they're in touch with this, this 5d energy, this um, very, very high frequency of energy. So if, you feel like you're connected to the dragon realm and you want to get more in touch with them, you could just go into meditation. So in meditation, what happens when you shut your eyes, you're closing off from the ego, you're closing off from this illusory um, dimension that we're in, and then you can tune into a higher frequency of energy just through your breath. Like literally oxygen will raise your frequency and then you can be at a, a frequency where you can hear messages or you can feel, feel, feel feelings or get messages or words come in just depends on how you receive your messages from the dragon realm right on right on which i and how would people know if they are connected to this like if, if they feel something like how they're going to know it's the dragon realm per se that they're connected to so you can it depends on how you uh see some some of you may have visions of of these dragons uh what i also encourage is to go and google dragons and google them and then feel all of the different energies the different colors how they're showing up um you could google chinese dragon japanese dragon mythical dragon all of these forms and then you can start to see them so in your meditation you could just think or feel, like put one of those in your mind's eye and just focus on that to start to get a connection um and really it's around tr trusting having faith and belief because as you're starting to open this channel the ego mind will try and talk you out of your magic will try and talk you out of um their wisdom because it's not from the ego the ego wants you to be completely said like the ego wants to be center so as soon as you try and do anything that takes the ego out of the play out of place the ego will try and pull you back and try and discredit everything that you that you know you're feeling and seeing so it's like um it's the practice and it's the trust that needs to be in place. It's, and it's like telling the ego, hey, I want to do this. You know, I want to have a different experience of being human, of being on earth. So please would you step aside while I connect with my dragon? And it's really trusting that those that information, if, if it feels good, trust that the information is coming from where you intended it to come from. So if you sit into meditation and say, I, I mean, my intention is to connect to the dragon realm. My, my dragons who are here to serve my highest and best, would you please channel in or come into my meditation space right now and then trust that those messages are from your dragon. Maybe you receive nothing, but as you, as, as you encourage the energy, there's the, you need to encourage the flow and sit in silence in meditation to create the space for them to fill. Because if there's too much mental cl um, like clutter and noise going on, there's not enough space for that information to drop through. Makes sense. Makes sense. And it falls in line with all the other information I've been told over time about meditation and activating different energies. Like it's just basically you got, you got to just try it and see what comes to you, see what energies yeah. are reaching out to you to try to get there. And I mean, yeah, I, but actually, okay. 
well, let me go back to this because I usually start every episode with this, but I completely the dragon thing made me go for a loop, but I completely forgot <laughs> to ask this. How did you get into the paranormal slash spiritual world? Like, what led you down this path? Uh, that's a beautiful question. Thank you for asking it, Jeremy. When I was four years old, or even younger, like I've been gifted to being psychic, telepathic, a medium channel, and empath since I was I, I was born with these gifts. So from the from as early as I can remember, I was hearing. I believe my my mum. I was born into a Christian home, and my mum was always talking about Jesus. So I feel like Jesus was the first person that channeled through me at a very very young age, and I had no um like comprehension of what was happening. And as I grew up, I I knew I was different. <laughs> I knew that, you know, the things that were coming through me were not of me. They were not human. They were higher, they were higher frequency, a higher frequency of energy that was coming through me. Because I was talking to my mom and she didn't really want to hear what I had to say. A lot of it was very high level truth and for you know, people very rooted in their ego, it, it's very difficult to hear that. So I, I spent a lot of time trying to quiet the voice, trying to shut it off. I did have um, many years of struggling with drugs and alcohol. And as I came out of that, I, I started to learn that these are actual gifts that I get. I'm here to help people with these gifts. And then I started to enhance them. Then I got an intuitive life coach that opened up me becoming a coach in 2020 I started training as a coach as an intuitive life coach and then that helped me to really harness and to accept that everything that I was told I was wrong for having was now a total gift that I could hold space for people to really change their lives and so it was a very empowering um, time for me um, I also had previously aligned with the Ascended Master Energy. I got guided to read this uh, a book called Crystal Masters 333 by Alana Fairchild. She is an Australian author. And I have all of I have this book actually listed on my recommended reading page on my website as well. So if you want to check up and even purchase the book, if you want to get aligned with the Ascended Master Energy, it, it's there for you to, um, to have a look at. So this started and then I trained as a coach and then I started to work with people and that was was just the most beautiful experience because I had been told that everything that I am, all the things that I heard, the things that I channeled from most of the majority of my life, I was told that I was wrong, that that was, you know, my mum couldn't understand how I had all this knowledge and wisdom as a child and then to have that fully turn around. I'm still working out those kinks today literally uh you know listening to hard shit most of my life about that i'm wrong it, it takes time to undo all of that and um i'm st i still work with a coach today i actually have two coaches at the moment um in a group program and one-on-one -on -one and business uh magical business coaching as well so i get a lot of coaching because of I had quite a traumatic childhood and, um, you know, I'm coaching out all the things that the, the little blockages that come up. So yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. I kind of was destined to be in these, in this role for, as a child, I always knew I had this feeling in my heart as a kid that I was here to change the world. And I, and then I started talking to people throughout my life and they're like, yeah, we don't share that same sentiment. <laughs> And I was shocked. I thought everyone was like me. I thought everyone wanted to, you know, be a better person and save the world. But um, I realized like pretty early on that I was kind of on my own with that. But now I get to realize and really step into the step into those shoes of holding space, seeing the changes, seeing the changes in people's lives and the world around me and knowing that I'm here to I'm here to see the light from these other dimensions. That's the that's the being that I that I have created myself to be this time around. Which that right there is admirable as could be. And it's it's true. It's true. Because I always growing up was the same way. I mean, I never I didn't go the exact same path you did, but I did always feel like I was meant to do something in this world. Like I had a purpose. Like and I'm a, I've been a big I've been a huge believer in fate and de fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it, for a long time now. And that's actually what led me to do this podcast is I felt it was 
my destiny to finally do a paranormal podcast, which I dreamed about for a decade. So I just always felt that I felt that was time. And according to a lot of memes and psychics I talked to, I wasn't wrong, but I don't know. Well, I'll see. We'll see what the future holds in the, for me, at least. But mm-hmm. I do. Amazing. I do appreciate you opening up like that, though. I 100% do. So let's talk about because you are a starseed coach, I believe, right? Yes. And I had a starseed on this show a couple months ago, London Wolf from Wolf Healing. And she's one of the only people I ever talked to, actually, who claimed to be a starseed. And she gave me a basic overview of what a starseed is, but. I, it's a it's a subject that I want to delve more into just because I find it fascinating. I mean, so as a starseed coach, how like do, how do you find clients? Like that's my main that's my first question actually. Is like how do you find clients? Do they come searching for you? Are they like drawn to you by some force or? Ah, uh, yes, that's a really beautiful question. I. I do lots of different things. I do some, I do a lot of posting on Instagram and Facebook. So some people come through there. A lot of people come through when I just, uh, I go to events, different events. I love sound healing. I love like plant ceremony. I meet, I meet a few people like that, just going to women's circles and trips to Sedona. I've met a lot of people like that and online and, and just friends. A lot, a lot of my clients become my friends and then work with me or work with me then become my friend so there's lots and lots of different places what I feel is that with I do lots of work on myself and I do lots of fun events that I've done my starseed makeup a lot and then I'll go on online and I'll do some channeling online for people to connect with that and we do things like that in the workshops that I do. So the Starseed workshops, um, most people ever, I mean, 100% of people on earth today are Starseed beings, whether they've just had one lifetime in the stars or many. And oftentimes those beings will suffer. This is this is how to know if you're a Starseed. You will probably have had some form of tumultuous upbringing There'll be some form of abuse, be it mental, social, spiritual, psychological, sexual, physical, mental, any kind, some kind of abuse from a parent, uh, either me- um, mother or father. And then there will be like feeling of a disposition that you're not from here. You'll feel like you're not of earth. Why are you here? You may suffer from fibromyalgia. You may suffer from other forms of like very... Uh, like lupus, other really painful um, uh, manifestations in the body. So be it, you know, muscular, um, mental, blood, like there is other things that manifest in the physical body in feeling like that you're not supposed to be here. That is very, very, very common as a starseed. And then so the unraveling of that energy is what I have come to help facilitate I know there's many many people out there doing that as well and it's like if you don't find me then find someone else to help you because these things can be healed even fibromyalgia lupus I know lupus is is quite a serious um condition but you can have have I've had a client who had lupus and the work that we did together helped ease the pain and helped her integrate like she connected with two amazing guides that have really helped her in her life and open up doors to new employment and new, you know, avenues of abundance and, and open up new friendships and relationships. So what happens when you align to who you truly are, which is this amazing star seed with all these gifts, most, most of you will probably be either telepathic a medium, definitely all of them, all of you out there who are empathic, it's a starseed trait, very strong starseed trait. And when you learn to harness these gifts and have them work for you instead of against you, as you've probably felt most of your life, <laughs> uh, you will really, it will just start, you'll, you'll be able to live in a much more uplifted, much more fun way. And you will be able to fulfill the purpose that you came here to fulfill, which can be anything from a healer, to just 
like anchoring the most joy and bliss that you can here. It might be raising an amazing family and amazing children who will be part of, you know, the, the age of Aquarius um, in the future. So it's important. Like it's very important work for all you starseeds out there to really align with who you truly are within and then some of these hardships and some of the things that you're going through at the moment will start to fall away and you will be able to have a much more enlightened and peaceful life. Very well put. Very well put, I will say. And that is, that took my question and that went even even further than I hoped it would so i am very happy with that answer but <laughs> just for those who for those who don't know and just because i like to get multiple i like to get multiple people's perspectives on things what is a star seed like in your opinion what is a star seed because i've heard it told me before but i'd like to hear people's perspectives because everybody, everybody has different perspectives so a, a star seed so let's start with a star being so star beings are beings that live on other dimensions so the the first ones that come through are the pleiadians this is the most they are the closest to earth they have um, authorization to have the most influence on earth as well we, there's um the galactic federation of light which does like direct certain star beings of how much influence they can have on earth so as a star being they they can be from there's Beings called the Arcturians, Pleiadians, Lyrans, Syrians, Hedarians. There's beings from Orion, uh, the Venusians from Venus. There's Martians. Obviously, we've all heard of Martians. They are literally a star being. Um, there is they they tend most of those first ones tend to be benevolent. There is some who are malevolent. Uh, the the Greys. You may have heard of the Greys. Um, the Anunnaki, another one that um, have been quite destructive um, on planet Earth. And so what a star seed is, is any of those beings that are on other dimensions, you may have had a past life on that specific dimension and you've chosen because what happens on Earth is we get to experience all the senses which aren't, they don't exist on other dimensions. So that being has chooses to come through as being human and that human with that star energy inside of them is a star seed okay so yeah and palladians is the one i always remember all the other names i can never remember for the life of me but palladian yeah. sticks in my head for some reason i don't know why it's so when you say that the grays have done a lot of damage on earth what do you mean by that? I mean, I have a feeling I know what you mean, but I just want to see if we're on the same page with that. So um, we Earth used to be a planet of total joy and bliss and not um, enslaved to, you know, the, the, the feeding the ego into the flesh, you know, like overeating, overdrinking, you know, just like here on this very, very low frequency of energy of being, okay, we just come here to eat, sleep, shit, die, procreate. That is, that is, they've, they've reduced the human psyche to believing that that's all there is by a number of different things, by polluting media, education, the, you know, creating the pharmaceutical industry, creating, you know, these, these lower vibrational frequencies um, that they could. And what also they had an effect on our, it's not just the greys, there's a huge, like there's more of them, there's the Anunnaki and the greys and there's others as well. They're reptilians, there's, a, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of others that it's not just them, that they, we had a much more dynamic and intricate DNA system and they reduced it to very few strands of DNA. So that's that's what created us to not be in touch with um, the third eye energy, which connects us to the divinity and the knowledge that we are multidimensional. And then that caused humanity to believe that the third dimension was the only dimension and that cut off the multidimensional knowingness and then they enslaved humanity and use the energy of the other DNA for their own benefit. 
they were not happy because earth was somewhere to just come play experience the senses have fun ascend and go on to greener pastures that was that was the plan initially this was like millennia 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 ago that's i i was one of the first pleiadians to um to come to earth and to decide that this is what we were going to do that that us as soul beings really the star beings only had the soul didn't have the body but we wanted to see how fun it could be to be in body experience all the senses learn about each other you know and and uplift each other that was what the whole plan was supposed to be here and it is coming back to that with the age of aquarius there will like the the stronghold of the the malevolent star beings has been challenged and won over by the light so we as you see there's so much chaos going on right now in the world that chaos out of that chaos comes will come the ascension um of all of all beings who so desire to to ascend which yes and i you said reptilians and i was waiting for i was waiting for that i was waiting for that to come in because i whenever there's evil talked about it's reptilians always because they are yeah you're evil but at least that's what we what we're, what we're made to believe but and it's funny you mentioned that because i i bring this up in almost every show i do because i've been told multiple times that there is a spiritual awakening happening in the world on this planet and that it started roughly five to ten years ago and that since then it's just been building and building and that more and more people are accessing things they couldn't access before with their mind Yep. And apparently you believe that's true as well? Absolutely, yeah. I, I believe it started very strongly. There was a, a very big uplift of the energy here in 2012. Ooh, you are the second person on my show to say that year when it comes to spiritual awakening. And every time someone says that, I'm just like, the mind calendar. Like, yeah. is that... Is, that maybe that's maybe that is what the Mayan calendar was pointing towards, not towards an apocalypse per se, but kind of a new era starting in, in a way almost. Like so that's synchronicity. I love it. That's you are the I think you're actually the second interview in a row I had for the show that said that, which that just right there is wow. <laughs> that just blew my mind a little bit. I wasn't expecting that to come out of your mouth, but I'm happy it did. I'm happy it did. And you keep saying Age of Aquarius, which I mean, I'm sure all the ignorant people out there like me know the song, but what is the Age of Aquarius supposed to actually be when it comes about? How will we recognize it? So um, it's about awakening, about like more and more souls on this planet are awakening right now uh, as the earth went into her full ascension in probably coming maybe like it started in march 2020 the ascension of the planet as she got the mother earth got a break from you know all the planes and everyone moving that was essential to have that that pause in for humanity um so at the age of aquarius supports all of that energy it's the full awakening of the human psyche it's the full coming into alignment of the truth we will live in a place of that's centered in pure love and compassion will be based on truth and trust instead of greed and mistrust so yeah the age of aquarius is this beautiful energy that and i mean that there's planetary alignments there's all these every like literally everything supports supports that <laughs> you know the earth physically spiritually um energetically is is supported by that at that age of aquarius energy which so it started in so you're saying that co that covid corona was possibly something that the that nature made happen or oh it was planned by the galactics really? and i know that it's probably going to be a little bit controversial but we actually planned that well, th we, we planned this timeline. I've traveled this timeline multiple times and it, we haven't, we didn't get it quite right. But this time the lockdown was planned by the galactics 
wall like there, there was the options that war was one of the options i know that that sounds bad but like we, we were like no that's going to be too um, discombobulating for the human psyche we want it to be really passive and allow people to look at themselves and find who they really are again actually it's so funny that you say that because the they they showed me a vision and they've mentioned this before my guides mentioned this to before to me but if the earth kept going at the the rate of knots it was going in before march 2020 that i have had the message come from my guides that in about 50 years all of humanity would have imploded there was too much focus on greed and you know like like technology and just like going in the wrong direction it would have pretty much decimated themselves had they not had that pause so the whole situation was in total service to earth and the people dying the people they chose to leave here it was all in service to to the ascension of mother earth and the ascension of humanity which I I can I can understand that actually that makes sense and people kept saying that the earth would be ending like within like 30 40 50 years they always said oh it won't happen in your lifetime but it'll happen in your children's lifetime or their children's lifetime like that's the way it always was put when I was younger and like a teenager because we were basically burning our planet out to the point where it's going to just stop working for us completely so yeah we're just maybe. coming to a very strong imbalance and you know Anyway, the Earth would get. It would just. It would have. We would have ceased ceased to exist in a, in a much shorter period of time than was planned from a soul's perspective. And it's interesting that, like, with all these changes, like more people more people are working from home now. More there are more there are more mediums, more psychics, more empaths, and all those types of people that would come down on, like facebook instagram like i see more of that now than i ever did in the past and it's yeah. amazing like all these people offering their services and they do stuff for free all the time they yes of course they charge sometimes but people gotta make a living i understand that i'm not gonna hand people for charging like it's just you yeah. gotta make a living somehow i mean i try to make money off my podcast sometimes too but it's just it is what it is people need unfortunately we need money to survive in this world i wish we didn't but we do i would That's love quite, to it's quite an archaic having a yeah. like the financial system the way it is is very archaic in other dimensions that it doesn't exist Ooh, so we do have a request from a listener or watcher i uh -huh. you don't have to do you don't have to do anything you don't want to do but if it's up uh -huh. to you um sure about anything in particular linda Well, while we're waiting for that, mm -hmm. and I totally just lost my line. I thought of where I wanted to go, <laughs> but um, well, actually, so where do you see Earth heading in the next, say, hundred years? Like, where do you think our society will be in like a hundred years? Well, there's two Earths that will be that are starting to be created. There's New Earth and there's Old World Earth. So Old World Earth will keep going on, will be still based in greed and destruction really of of themselves. So Old Earth will probably cease to exist within I would say within a hundred years for sure. But New Earth will be based in a society where people love and care for each other and we share. It's based on truth and knowing that we are all connected, knowing that we're here to support one another, to give to one another, to love one another, and it will, it will, it will go on forever. We, we, we don't actually, we, don't, we won't need to die. We don't need to die anymore. We can exist, we can ascend, we can keep this body if we want. Life becomes a choice of how you, like, there, you, 
we will no longer believe the paradigm that you need to die anymore. There's no need to die. There's a huge paradigm shift. Interesting. And Linda did reply, so I'll let you get to that. I'll let us get to that before I go on my next part of that. But Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So, so is that the question? Is she... I'm not sure if Linda is that your question or is are you I I just want to say Linda if if you're watching that is a very private and personal question that you're asking and we are airing this live and I'm sure this is going to go out onto many different platforms um if you'd like to connect with me on Facebook go to Sarah Strong um yeah, I would prefer to do this privately. So, Linda, um, let me see if I can add you on Facebook. Even um, I would much prefer to do this in as, as a private message. So would that, uh, would that be okay? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So um, go to... I'm Sarah Strong on Facebook. Just add me there and even send me a, a private message and I would love to answer that for you. It's just very, very private and very, very personal. So I wouldn't want to do that live here. So, okay. Well, I like that reply right there. Thanks, I love, Linda. I love, <laughs> I, love, I love when there's nice gratitude. So, you said older than older than New Earth. Are you talking about like two actual physical different planets, or is it just going to be the same planet so, but divided? It's a good question. It's the same planet but divided. It's it's really uh, an energetic shift in internally. So, and then what what occurs when you make that energetic shift inside is the old like old people will fall out fall away. People won't get you anymore. If you're resonating at a different frequency, your old friends, even your family, even your job, they will just fall away and you'll come into like in, living in a new world for yourself. So those kinds of things, like your world will just look different, it will feel different, it will sound different, it, there'll be different people in it. And, um, yeah, you just be different. <laughs> You literally change the change the game inside. That's what happens when you have a spiritual awakening. You can no longer talk mindlessly, go drinking for two days straight, or talk mindlessly about stupid shit. You need to you need to talk about meaningful things with people. You know, like you engage in a conversation and it's deep and it's beautiful and it's awakening. You know, you can no longer just talk mindlessly for hours with people like these things will start they will cease to exist like they will or, or they'll be shorter and then you'll be like oh i can't really talk to that person anymore they're not on my on my wavelength literally makes sense makes sense and and yeah i haven't been able to go out and drink for two days straight in about 10 years but <laughs> that's just exactly, me personally it's such it's such a low vibration yeah as fun as it was back in the day but now it's just I, my body couldn't take any more if I tried, but yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, I do. I don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good drink, but it's just I can't do it nonstop anymore. It just isn't fun. Which yep. it's funny, and that's the reason I started this show was because I wanted to have deep conversations with people about different topics in the spiritual paranormal world. And yes, it's. I mean, it's it's amazing to have a full hour conversation about Bigfoot or Dogman, but which is actually yeah. my start when I started this podcast. That's why I expected every episode to be. It wasn't until I started and started getting the guests I got that the spiritual side came out. And I was like, you know, the spiritual side's even more interesting than the like physical cryptid side. Like it's just mm. more mind opening and awakening of it. And I, I've been saying on the show for months, a couple months now that I think I am going through some kind of spiritual awakening of my own because whenever I talk to psychics and mediums, there's a little fuzzy feeling right up here in the top of my head. That I can't get rid of until the conversation's over. And yep. it's almost like my eyes are playing different tricks with light too when it happens. So 
it's strange it's it's just strange it's weird and i love it like it's just that's it that's an energy activation you're you're getting connected to spirit that's because we are like i'm basically i've basically opened a channel you know when you came on just before i had my eyes closed i was sitting in a channel opening the channel for all of my guides to come in and and direct what i was saying today and then you're feeling that energy which yeah which i've been told that before and i I I do believe it's true to some degree. I, well, I believe it's true. I mean, I do. And I I keep saying, like, it can happen faster. I'm good with that. But <laughs> I give, I'll give it the time it needs to fully develop. But <laughs> it takes time. A, yeah, I was actually supposed to get a past life regression done a couple weeks ago. But she had an emergency in the family and couldn't do it that day. I, I got to reach out to her again because I think that's a big part of it is I got to figure out my past lives to figure out where I am now kind of yeah. you know you can't know your, you can't you can't know your present let's you know your past but mm-hmm. all right well this part i'm gonna do i'm gonna ask this question for the female listeners i have because i do have a good amount of female listeners of this show and yep. the feminine activation which is actually not a topic i really have brought up in the show ever before because no one i brought on really said they do it so yeah what does that entail for women and why is it beneficial to them? Kind of a two-parter. Yeah. Um, so what – I'm just writing it down, sorry. Um, add it to my notes later. So the divine feminine is in actually in men and women. So we all have a masculine version, like a masculine energy and a feminine energy inside of us. What's happened – it's easier to tell you what it's not and then go into what it is. So – What's happened in the collective consciousness with the feminine in the, say, in the last hundred years is it got shut down by the, the, by the toxic masculine, by the over, the overbearing masculine energy here. And so what happened is to enter the, like the workforce, what a woman had to do was go into her masculine and be in her masculine if she was going to be successful in any stretch as a woman and what that did is it shifted the balance inside of her beliefs to to kind of make women believe that that's what they had to do whereas i mean that's been shifting for a long time already like the last 50 years obviously it's been more than really has been a you know an uprising of women doing whatever they needed to do and being in the workforces as as feminine women as well it's just in the collective there's more richness and there's more depth of the feminine that wants to be realized and it lies in the women's in in a woman's body so it's getting in touch so basically what it takes to awaken the the divine feminine within there is things that are in the psyche usually that are blocking the the connection to this energy, a lot of them are inner child wounds, their relationship wounds, they are, when, when I birth, it's clearing the channel, so there is a lot of this um, energy inside of your audience, um, Jeremy, and for you listeners out there, so if this is landing for you, maybe it is a sign that we could work together. So it is clearing out these blocks within that either have made you believe that you're not worthy of feeling your divine feminine. Uh, They've taken you away from feeling that real deep sensuality in your body. They've told you like maybe you got scolded as a child for doing something sexual that told you that being sexual was bad. And then that caused a, a number of different outcomes. Either you completely shut down or completely opposite to um, shutting down the sexuality you went right into the sexuality is pretty much what I did um, as a as, as a child into my life um, I got scolded as a kid for doing something sexual I don't really even know I think it was just touching myself and that's one of the most natural things to do as a child is to be like oh that feels good oh, you know and and a lot of parents of our generation I'm 46 so a lot of parents of that generation were extremely shut down sexually um, and there weren't in I mean don't get me wrong, Awakening the Divine Feminine is not only sexual. It is also sensual and there is a beautiful, very sacred 
divine embodiment of this energy that would just help you to feel more anchored in your femininity, in your body. It will help you feel happier. It, 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 you know, it'll help you just feel comfortable how your body is showing up right now. It'll help you just feel more, more fun and yummy and more expressive in your femininity. It'll help you get in touch with the, your, all of your emotions, the spectrum of your emotions. It'll help you, help you have deeper feeling in your life when it's activated. So really it, it's the clearance of these um, wounds and, and, and tr maybe some trauma points that will help that that's what this activation is about so when i when i ch i channel the goddess so when i channel the goddess in these sessions it is often what i do is i ask everyone to bring in a topic that they would like to have channeled by the goddess and a lot of it is about self-love how can i feel more self-love how can i accept how, who i am how can i you know do my inner child work that will open up this channel to having more self-worth and and then we workshop into that energy so um yeah it's 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 very complex and simple at the same time it's really what do you what what do you feel is getting in your way of being the most feminine in your most feminine power and the highest vibration of your feminine power going there feeling into what that is and then doing some things that we do meditation activations we also do dance activations i do vip days where we could spend a whole weekend doing a number of different things fire ceremonies you know one-on-one -on -one coaching all of these things like combined into one whole like into actually three three two and a half to three days of work um where those wounds get addressed and healed and then integrated and then put in steps into your life that you can actually maintain these changes as well. Beautiful. I love that. I mean, and fortunately I didn't grow up with parents like that. Exactly. I mean, I was always told that's something you do in private. You don't do that in public. Like that's as far as they ever told me, but I also grew up with very sexually repressed parents. So I kind of get that to a certain degree. And actually, well, remind me after we go off live to ask you something, but it's just something I'm not going to bring up on a live, but yeah, 100%. Um, so you said it's for men too, as well, though. Where do men play into that? So, like, in the, is it the same kind of way they play into that, or like, because of course, of course, men have men have feminine energy to some degree as well. I mean, of course, yeah, but. so the imbalance of men not being in their divine masculine and divine feminine is that maybe they're emotionally shut down, maybe emotionally unavailable, um, feeling like it's not okay to tell maybe their loved one or friends when they're not feeling well or they're not feeling good, like as in not, not as in sick, but not feeling, you know, maybe they're depressed or anxious or not feeling great in their emotional life. It's, it's that energy of being, of not feeling the freedom to fully express where you are in the moment. That would be a product of not having, being in touch with that divine feminine. And, you know, then the divine masculine, the masculine is probably at a low energy point as well if you're if they're, and awakening those two energies within being um feeling like you're in your divine masculine and then having this balance of the divine feminine as well it means that you have this full easy expression of your emotions if you feel sad or if you feel angry if you feel left out or any number of different emotions in the spectrum of emotions you have the freedom to maybe it's one specific person that's you know triggered this emotion and you pull that person aside and say look i'm having this reaction to something that you've just said would you help me work through it with would you work through it with me you know it's having this language of i'm having an emotion i'm having a reaction i'm having a trigger point to something external to me then asking that person would you help me work through this that it would be a balance of the masculine and feminine so the feminine will help you get into in touch with your feelings and your emotions and you know and finding some language around it whereas your divine masculine 
we'll have this like holding space for that to occur and you know this this ver- this strength and the groundedness to be present while you're working through some of these um more sensitive topics right wow i mean and that makes sense to me too because i mean one of my good friends another podcast director of the podcast for men and and he one of his famous sayings i always is like when we were growing up we were told like you get hurt or you get upset you get told basically rub some dirt on it and move on with your day like we weren't supposed exactly. to show emotions when we were young because yeah. we're men like we're, we're, we're going to be men one day you, you don't show your emotions when you're men you just deal with what you got to deal with and make sure everybody else is provided for like that's the very old the very old school masculine look that lasted until the at least late 90s i'd say and it still yeah, happens I mean, today it does it does i mean i still i still meet guys today that you you know the type as soon as you freaking start talking to them and they just they'll never the, the type that i say like oh i never cried in my life like yeah okay buddy i'm sure in the shower in your bedroom at night alone you did some crying but good <laughs> good, good, good on you to try to lie about that but good on you but i mean just yeah i get that i mean i i've, I've, I've had to come to grips with some of my own emotional difficulties over that type of stuff over the last five six years so I totally get that, but I'll I'll just ask this: Is if there's one message you can give listeners that you want them to definitely hear and be able to understand, what is it? Like your final word, say. So my business is called Shine Your Diamond, and I know this to be true that every single person on this planet, whether you identify as starseed or anything else like like men woman other they them anything you have a diamond inside of you that you may have realized it or you may have not but know that you have a diamond within you that is your authentic self the the highest vibration of your authenticity that when you find it and you start to shine it and you start to commit to yourself in that authenticity your life will start to transform and you will feel at peace you will feel a stillness and you will feel a joy and bliss in your life that is your birthright that is what you came here to get back to and if you're not there then know that it is part of who you are. It is part of your birthright. It is part of what you get to experience here on earth. So keep going. (laughs) If you haven't realized it yet, keep going. If you have awesome and huge blessings uh, to you all, lots and lots and lots of love. Right on, right on. And did you mention your website there or no? I, I, I know. Uh, so my website is my name, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, J-S-T-R-O-N-G dot com. You can book a session with me, a full hour session. You can book a 30 minute channeling session with me there. That's on my offerings page. So feel free to go to the offerings page. Have a little look around. If you would like to connect with me on Instagram, it is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore T-H-E underscore S-T-R-O-N-G, Sarah underscore the underscore strong. And feel free to send me a, a private message if you would like to connect directly. And I'm really happy to connect in that way. And on Facebook, I'm Sarah Strong. Um, my friends are almost at 5,000. So I'd rather you connect with me on Instagram to ensure that um, that we can connect. So, yeah, feel free to message me directly. I'm very open and I love having conversations. If you if you feel like there's some alignment to work together, please say that and then we'll jump on a phone call. We can do a connection call and get to know each other a little bit more personally. So thanks, listeners. I'm so honored to be here today. Um, Jeremy, thank you for asking the most amazing question so your listeners can have such clarity and really know uh, if they want this kind of work um, to activate in their life. I really appreciate you. Not a problem. It's been my honor to have you on, and I encourage any of my listeners who think that Sarah can help them in any way, please reach out to her. Please do. I like all my guests I have on, I wouldn't have them on if I didn't believe in what they do. So I encourage you to rec- recommend you to reach out. And as all my listeners know, 
You can find me on Facebook as Paranormal the New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with a S Facebook group. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find uh, me on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube now. Just search Paranormal the New Normal. All my videos are uploaded there after set to release when they come out as a podcast because you ain't getting it early. Sorry. But, and I will. I, and thank you, Peter Parker, Spider Man. But thank you, Peter. You're amazing too. <laughs> and to all my watchers and listeners, I will catch you next time. I believe I will be going live again. Yes, I will be going live twice on Wednesday. Woohoo! Dub- double on Hump Day. That's why I like it. But I will catch you all next time. Have a good one.